Destination Medicine is a joint project of the regional training hubs. This podcast series brings you medical students' accounts of their experiences in applying to study medicine. Welcome to Destination Medicine. I'm Nicole Goodman. Like many people who study to become a doctor, Daniel Vandermeer's path to medicine wasn't a direct one. After initially toying with the idea of becoming an investment banker, he eventually settled on paramedicine. But he found it to be a little too guidelines orientated. And after taking a stroke patient into an emergency ward on his placement, he had something of an epiphany. He watched a very calm and collected doctor take control of a patient's treatment and decided on the spot that he needed to become a doctor. Now, in his final year of a medicine degree, he's opted to keep living in the rural New South Wales city of Orange, despite having completed his rural placement. For Daniel, it's like a homecoming. He says Orange reminds him of the regional Africa of his early childhood and that the serenity and easy regional lifestyle are things he's been craving. Jeff Waters talks to Daniel about why he loves the regional lifestyle so much and what important messages he has for anyone who's thinking of starting off in medicine. I did have a bit of a pit stop on the way. So I did a year of paramedicine straight out of high school and I think that was very much where that definitive decision to study medicine came from. So what was the thing about the year in paramedicine that made you think, actually, no, I think medicine is for me. I'm going to change my trajectory. I think placement was where I really discovered the love of clinical medicine, interacting with people from all all places in all stages of life. And then when I went back to the union, was actually sitting in lectures I was really inquisitive and I always wanted to know more and paramedicine turned out to be quite a, a guideline-driven field and I think for me I wanted to read a bit wider, learn a bit wider and on top of that, during placement, when you take people into the hospital and I think there was kind of one almost like, I guess you could call it a formative experience. We, we picked up a patient who was appeared to be having a, a quite a severe stroke and took them into the, the local emergency department. And there was a doctor there. She, she stood at the head of the bed and for the next 20 to 30 minutes ran that whole environment, calm as you like, professional as you like. No one was panicked. And, you know, when you come across those sorts of people and you look at them and you're like, that's what I want to do. I think that slow build-up of me going, I want to know more, and then that bang, awesome, okay, that, that's it. That's who I want to be. That's, that's the sort of person I want to model myself on. I think if there was ever going to be a aha moment, that was it. So when you made the decision, did you tell people that? And, and how did they react? I never really told people that I wanted to do medicine early on or was even thinking about it. Maybe there was a degree of fear of failure in there who knows but I think mum and dad were always kind of aware that look when I actually got the offer mum came to me and was like 
look, I always knew you wanted to do it. <laughs> I wasn't going to force you in, but I knew you wanted to do it. And I was like, okay, well, why can you tell me earlier? Would have saved me a lot of sleepless nights. But as far as friends go, I never really told people unless they were sort of on the same journey with me. Because after my year of paramedics, I'm doing a postgrad medical degree, so I had to do a completed undergrad and that was at Melbourne Uni. And so the mates in that course I obviously told and we were all on the same journey. But beyond that, it was very much, uh, yeah, I'll just see what happens after my undergrad. Might do an honours, might do something else. And your parents are both doctors. Well, they, they must have been very pleased. I don't know. I think they were pleased for the sake that I'd figured out what I wanted to do. I never felt pressured. I never felt like this is what I have to do. But as you can imagine, your parents are, as a general rule, probably two pretty big figures in most people's lives. And for me especially, they are my role models. So even subconsciously, I think modelling behaviours and personality traits on that, you kind of look back and you go, you are sort of shaped as a person from quite a young age and and even though it wasn't a conscious decision, like I was saying earlier, to necessarily become a doctor, it just my personality as it developed sort of, in my view, really fit that vocational job really well. Now, speaking of big figures in your life, have you ever had anything like a mentor or do you have one now? For me, I've never really subscribed to that one-on-one mentor mentee kind of relationship it's just whether by accident or design it's just it's never really eventuated for me it's always been more a multitude of people in vastly different areas of life that that have contributed and helped me shape who I am and often outside of the medical field as well I play a lot of sports so coaches and senior teammates or even teammates your own age They've all got different views, different aspects. And, and I think like a lot of things, you, you take the little bits that you like, you, you discard the bits that you don't like. So through sport, through uni, through school, and then through family as well, I've always sort of taken the best bits of, of everyone and taken the best bits of advice and tried to integrate them into who I am and who I'm becoming, I guess. How did you find the process of applying for medicine? The process of applying is very stressful for most. I think I was very privileged to be in a degree that had a high percentage of people who wanted to go into medicine. So you almost get dragged along like you're in a bit of a rip. Everyone around you is talking about it. You sort of don't even have to worry about when's the date of this test, when's the date of this application, because it's just ever present if people around you in lecture theatres are whispering about it you're in seven different social media group chats organizing things you don't really have to chase it per se this is starkly contrasted I know to a lot of people's experiences when you're perhaps in a degree a slightly more broader science degree or you're coming from a arts or a law background or whatever it might be where you might be the only person you know walking that path and there's so much more uncertainty. But for me, I was, yeah, like I said, very, very lucky to have a lot of people around me on the same path. And it takes that uncertainty away and you've got a bit more confidence in, in your journey and also a lot of plan Bs. Not everyone likes to talk about it, but everyone does have a plan B for if they don't get into medical school. It'd be silly not to. It doesn't mean that you're never going to get in, but a lot of people do an honours year or go work in industry for a year or two and then come back and refreshed. 
I was lucky enough that I didn't have to. I managed to, to get straight in, but it was still something that I was aware of and planning for. How about the interview? How did that go? The interview was quite a structured process. Got to get on the plane all by myself, pick up my navy blue suit and my tie and everything and, and turn up and everyone's equally as fresh-faced and trying to hide the nerves. But everyone's nervous, everyone's got their little ticks. The Sydney Uni interview in the end was actually quite comforting. That structured nature of it, people tended to smile at you when you walked in, you could sit down, answer the questions, didn't feel like you get judged or anything. And there were a couple of quite personal questions in there, sort of like the why medicine question, which tends to trip a lot of people up. But I think talking from the heart and, I mean, hopefully you've at least made a few formative ideas as to how you answer a question like that, considering you've, you've spent the last three or four years of your life working towards this interview. But I walked out. I wasn't sure that I'd aced it, but I felt like I'd done the best I could. And from all reports, I think the interview process is one of those things that no one's ever going to walk in relaxed. It's inherently a stressful process. I don't think there's any way to make it a non-stressful process. Well, you were obviously good at it. You're now studying medicine. You did well. Is it what you thought it would be like or what have been some challenges or maybe some nice surprises that you've had? The first two years of medical school, obviously depending on the the medical school you're at, are often quite basic in the sense that they're very much a continuation of your undergrad degree if you were doing a science degree. There's a lot of lectures, there's a lot of tutorials. You might get a little bit of an experience of hospital taking histories and doing exams. And for some people that can be quite frustrating, having to get into medical school and then go, oh, but I can't get into the hospital. But I really enjoyed it. I think it gave you time to solidify a lot of friendships. Actually, me having to move from Melbourne through into Sydney meant I could really settle into the place around me without having that, I guess, being flung into a hospital in a strange environment. I mean, a lecture theatre for me by, by that stage was a very familiar environment. And it could still mean you could go out for drinks on a, on a Wednesday night with mates and really create some long-lasting friendships. You've spent a year in Orange in New South Wales. Can you tell me why you decided to do a rural clinical year and why you're staying on this year? The decision to do the rural year probably revolved around, I guess, three aspects in my decision-making. Firstly, both my parents spent a lot of time working in a similar town to Orange back home in South Africa and the town I was born in, sort of 50,000, 60,000 people, Everyone knows everyone. And having left there at quite a young age, I've always wanted to experience a regional environment like that. I'd heard so many good things. I had these half-formed, great experiences as a little kid and had some sort of an idea of what a regional town would be like. But obviously as a, as a matured, well, I guess slowly maturing adult, I really wanted to see for myself what it would be like. Saying that, the decision to go on your own isn't easy. So I was quite lucky that I had three or four really close friends who were very keen to hop on board and come along with me. And I think if anyone's planning, I guess, to experience something a little bit different like a regional or a rural placement, getting a couple of friends on board is 
massive, especially for that initial, I guess, catalyst. Once you get there and then once you're integrated, for me, for example, this year, my friends have gone back and I've decided to stay on because I loved it that much and, and I feel a lot more comfortable on my own in the town. But having a few familiar faces in that initial period is very, very useful. So you had some friends move there with you? Yes, yeah. So I was quite lucky that Sydney Uni takes 16 per year level from year three and four. And of those 16, I was already very close with four other friends. It just makes that integration aspect into the township so much easier. And then once I got here, I started branching out on my own, meeting people at the golf club, playing some hockey and just meeting people as you go which is really useful. And I mean, that's like with any new environment, you eventually branch out and you make friends and and you can put down roots, so to speak. And then I think lastly, it's very much a personality thing. I'm not a huge fan of the inner city hustle bustle. I like a slightly slower pace of life, but I'm in a place like Orange, you've still got absolutely everything you need. And I think with most regional towns, that's kind of a reality these days you've got everything you could ever want and need and in a town like orange no matter how obscure your hobby is you're probably going to find a few people to hang out with and do it with and connect with i play hockey it's not the biggest sport not the most widespread sport it was so easy to come here find a team and be taken in like i'd known the guys for ages and that's something really enjoyable about being able to rock up totally fresh and they take you in like one of their own and then with this whole working from home revolution places like orange are really going gangbusters in terms of the younger people moving out here and stuff and and when i step back and look at it with a big zoomed out lens you go this is the sort of place i want to be in it's it's thriving it's growing i have everything i could ever need and look if i want a big night in the city and go see a few fancy things i can make a three-hour drive or fly for 45 minutes or whatever it is. Is there any advice you wish you'd been given before you started your medical journey? Mm. Look, I think the phrase of it'll be okay is, is something that doesn't get said a lot. And when all this tension with exams and stuff is building up, I think a lot of people don't realise that they're a lot more capable than they are and they can forget that in this stressful time. So me personally, I've found this out the hard way of getting really, really stressed, doing heaps of study and then at the end of the day getting the same marks as I did for a set of exams that I might not have studied that much for. So I think translating into reality, that just means that don't say no to hanging out with friends for a quick palm and a pot on a Friday night if your exam's the next Wednesday. I think medicine... Is going to be a part of your life for the next 10, 15 years, especially from a study perspective, whether you're a resident doing exams and courses to get onto a training program, whether you're a registrar doing their primaries or their advanced exams and stuff, you're still going to have to live your life. And I think I'm glad that I've managed to figure that out earlier rather than later because in the first few years, I did put things on hold and in hindsight, I'm like, there was no need to because... The fact that you've gotten into medical school means you've got a work ethic. You've you've got the tools to be able to deal with it all. You've just got to trust yourself and be confident and calm and back yourself in. And is there something about medicine that you could never prepare for? 
oh look clinical placements there's just there's just no way you can be ready for them you do all this book learning you could be a straight a student and you get in and just nothing is the same you're just asking yourself but why but why but why the whole time you see a patient with a, a pathology in in your mind you're trying to preempt what the doctor's going to be doing how to treat them and stuff and then it's totally different and and then eventually you pull them aside a bit later and you're like oh why did this and in the end it was actually the fact that they integrated two or three clinical aspects three or four social aspects into the treatment of this one patient and the way you learn a lot of things in medical school is as one pathology at a time so I think a bit of wisdom that my dad passed on to me is the only way you get 30 years worth of experience is by working for 30 years so I think that's quite relevant in a situation like that like you're gonna feel lost you're gonna feel hopeless you're gonna be like how will I ever know all this stuff but time soothes a lot of things as long as you're switched on and present you'll definitely get there eventually. Daniel Vandermeer, a final year medical student at Sydney University. We trust you've enjoyed this episode of Destination Medicine, a joint project of the regional training hubs. The hubs are supported by funding from the Australian Government under the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Programme.